Amen. I'd like to welcome you to our mid-year prayer and fasting. This is a mid-year um, activity that we are involved in, and this we do every year. And for this year, our theme is reconnecting with God. <clears throat> I'd like to welcome you to the first session of it. The, the three day or so has been dedicated to our personal diagnosing of our lives and uh, assessing how far we've come with the Lord and also to check whether our intimacy with him has been affected and we want to trust God to repair and to restore and to be refueled so that we can carry on for the rest of the year. Can you say amen? And we are going to look at three areas and we'll look at repentance today and then tomorrow we're touching on returning to God and then the Friday we'll be looking at relating with him or walking closely with him. These three things are all part of the steps that will reconnect you with God. When we talk about reconnection, it implies that uh, there is an undertone saying that there is some kind of break in our relationship with God and there's the need for us to repair that. If you have electricity power running through the wires and there's a cut, the flow ceases until it is reconnected and then you can have the flow back. I pray that um, the Lord will you will reconnect with God and the flow will be restored. Can you say amen? So I'm reading from Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40 to 47. Under the theme, reconnecting with God. <clears throat> Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40, from the New Living Translation. Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled, and you have not forgiven us. You have engulfed us with your anger, chased us down, and slaughtered us without mercy. You have hidden yourself in a cloud so our prayers cannot reach you. You have discarded us as refuse and garbage among the nations. All our enemies have spoken out against us. And verse 47 says that we are filled with fear, for we are trapped, devastated, and ruined. We are trapped, devastated, and ruined. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that as we listen to the word, you will minister to us tonight, even as we examine our lives and see how far we have come and how far away we are from you, so that we can begin our steps of reconnecting with you and to enjoy your favor forever. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. This text basically shares on the theme reconnecting with God. And these are people who have seen that they've fallen short of the expectations of the Lord, and more or less, they are off. And the, the verse 40 says that, let us test and examine our ways. This is personal diagnosis. Uh, as you move with God, as you walk with God, there are times that you need to do a reflection on your life. You need to do what we call self-examination and see whether you are on track in terms of what God expects of you, in terms of the standards of God, in terms of walking and living by the word of God. I believe that when the year started, many of us or most of us made resolutions that this year... I am going to connect with God. I'm going to remain faithful to God. I'm going to do A, B, C, D. But we are in July. We are in July. And it's very important for you to look back and check whether what you told God, you are doing it. 
or to show God you are doing it. And that's the purpose of what we are doing. And one of the key steps, one of the key steps to reconnecting with God is repenting. It's repenting. And I'm going to share a few thoughts on that. And this evening I'm going to lead us in the trail of repentance, personal repentance, and asking God to touch us again and to refresh us again. And one thing about God is that when you come with an open heart, a contrite and a broken heart, and you repent of whatever you think have been a hindrance between you and him, God quickly, by his mercies and his grace, will reach out to you and restore you. I believe strongly that every covenant disciple must remain refreshed in the Lord, must remain strong in the Lord, and to grow in the grace. And so sometimes there's the need for you to pause, pause and remain in God's presence and ask him to throw his such light into your life. And as he throws it, God has a way of bringing the things back to you. Things that he knows are hindrance to you. Things that he's not happy with. And when that is done, then you need to be able to repent of those things and get back on track. So he says, let us test and examine our ways and let us turn back to God. Let us turn back to God. And let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned and rebelled. And you have not forgiven us. Acknowledgement of our sins. So I'm sharing briefly on this theme called repentance. And please follow with me. Repentance. And I pray that God will help us to truly connect with him this week. Amen. Repentance is the divinely appointed means of repairing our relationship with God. Repentance is the divinely appointed means of repairing our relationship with God. In other words, if you've done something against God and you are silent on it and you don't make a move, you know, to tell God and show to him that you are truly sorry for what you have done, the the relationship that you share with him becomes strained and you don't have that joy that you used to have when there's nothing between you in terms of sin between you and God. And then, but if you are able to come to terms and you repent and you ask God for his forgiveness, God will forgive you, and then he will restore you. It is God's way of reconnecting with him. That is his process. That is his step. That is his condition for us to be able to get back to him. And I pray that God will help us. Repentance is a part of the very foundation of true Christian faith. Because when the gospel was shared, and you received Jesus Christ, you received Christ on the platform of repentance. And telling him that you have sinned, you have gone astray, you've gone your own way, and you are coming back and you want him to forgive you. Repentance is the key to the fundamental Christian faith. So anybody who is a Christian who refuses to repent, then it means that there's something wrong. There's positional repentance, there's progressive repentance. When I say progressive, it is your relationship, with, in the course of your relationship with God, when you fall short, then you come back to him. And you ask him to forgive you. Because of his mercies, because of his grace, he will forgive you. Repentance is the key to salvation. Repentance is the key to salvation. The key is that we put in our doors to open. If you don't have the key, the right key, the door will not open. And the right key for your salvation, positional salvation, progressive operational salvation, the key there is your repenting of your sins. My repentance of my sins. Repentance is the foundation for repairing and restoring a strained and a broken relationship with God. 
it is the key to restoring your relationship. Just like in your normal relationship with a friend, a brother or sister, you step on that brother's toes and the brother says that you have hurt me, you're telling the brother that, or sister that you are sorry. It's an act of repentance for the wrong that you have done against that sister or that brother. And it is left with the sister to say, I've forgiven you. If she says, I've forgiven you, what it means is that the guilt has been taken off, the weight of the pain is taken off, healing begins to operate and take place in the heart of the two of you, and the relationship is restored. The same applies in our relationship with God. Repentance will repair the cracks, the cracks that have come about because of our sins and our shortfalling and not fulfilling the expectations that God has for us. Repentance will repair and will restore that broken relationship. Repentance must be genuinely sincere for the needed restorations and um, repairs. When I say sincere, last time I was sharing about mourning over our sins. Blessed are those who mourn. We must mourn, we must exercise grief over our sin, and it should be genuine. There are some who don't repent genuinely. There are some people who repent casually. When I say casually, oh, I know that God is saying that if I confess my sins, you will forgive me. So I've confessed it, that's all. And it's casual. But it has to be very, very genuine. And you have to be very sincere with your repentance as you go before God. That is the reason why God will reach out to you and restore that relationship that you share with. In fact, if we live in sin and we practice sin, it has all kinds of implications. I, I mentioned that the last time I was preaching. It separates you from God. It brings a lot of suffering. It saddles you. It saps energy from you. And you find that you lose your joy, the joy of your salvation. But as you repent, God will create in you a steadfast spirit. He will restore unto you the joy of your salvation. There is an ideal situation that every child of God must be in. And that ideal situation is that you are flowing with everlasting joy. You have intimacy with God. You are closely walking with him. When he speaks to you, you hear it. You are supposed to hear God speaks to you. But when sin comes in and we are silent on that, about that sin, we block all those things. And in fact, it's a very terrible thing to live in that situation. Until God comes in to restore you after you have repented. So, we are saying that repentance must be, must be generally sincere for the needed restorations and repairs. Repentance is the first step to reconnecting with God. When we say reconnecting, it means that you are doing it again. That's what it means. So, repentance is the very first step for you to connect back to God or reconnect with Him. And I pray that we will do that sincerely tonight. Amen. Repentance is basically a firm change of mind and behavior. Firm change of mind and behavior. And this change of mind is both positive and negative. It's positive and negative. The negative is that you turn away from those acknowledged things and practices that have broken your relationship or brought about cracks in your relationship. You turn away from that. And the positive side is that you turn to God. So it means that you are leaving those things that are hindrance and breaking pain and hindrances and cracks in your relationship with God, and you go back to God. You walk away from those things, and you walk to God. So positive and negative is basically a firm change of mind and behavior. Repentance implies turning from a way of life 
that is not pleasing to God and turning to a way of life that pleases God. Turning away from a way of life that displeases God and turning to a life that will please God. And repentance is the key to spiritual renewal and refreshment. There are times in your life that you need to be quiet. There are times in your life that you need to sit quietly. No shouting, no giddy giddy, no all those things. Because you want to look at your life again as a child of God. Self-assessment and examination. And checking whether you are on course. In the giddy giddy, in the shouting, you may not hear God's voice. But this is a personal thing that once in a while you dedicate yourself to do. You may leave the noise around. Some people go for retreats, personal retreats, because they want to search their lives. They want God to deal and work on them so that they can come back refreshed. And I'm saying that repentance in that arrangement is the key to your spiritual renewal and refreshment, what we may call personal revival. Personal revival. If you repent genuinely, that's what will happen. What are some of the steps that we need to take in exercising what I'm calling true repentance. What are some of the steps? And I want you to know that true repentance is both is mental, it's emotional, it's verbal, it's attitudinal. It is mental, it is emotional, it is verbal, it is attitudinal. What do I mean by mental? You know that it is your mind that you use to acknowledge that, oh, I've done A, B, C, D in your mind. I've done A, B, C, D. Emotional, as I read, will lift up our hearts to God. Your heart must be in the repenting operations. Put your heart in. And that makes it genuine because it is coming from your heart. If it's only from your mouth, I don't think it is genuine. But your, your heart should be in. That's why I'm calling it emotional. It should be verbal. Repentance means saying it as it is with your mouth to God. And let him hear what you are saying. Just like you'll apologize to anybody that you're wrong. Say it with your mouth. And then it is attitude. Your repentance must show in your attitude. The way after you have done your repenting, your attitude must reflect your sorrow, must reflect a change in your behavior. That is walking away from that which has broken the relationship and walking into the presence of the Lord. So it's mental, it is emotional, and then it is verbal and attitudes. Can we all say attitudes? And I said attitude is everything. Everything. If you have a bad attitude, you lose a lot of things. If you have a good attitude, you can even sit with the president. It's a favor that comes when you have a very good and positive Christian attitude. I want to read from this familiar text that we know, um, Psalm 32. You know the story of David. David committed adultery, he killed, he took somebody's wife and killed somebody. And Nathan was sent to confront him, and he, he acknowledged that he has sinned. And in the, Psalm 32 and 51, we find a nice story about all that, the details of his repentance. And I want to share that and give you the tips, and we are going to follow through that tonight. And I want to encourage you to be very, very sincere with God. As you are sincere your life will never be the same. You have a strong spiritual renewal and revival in your spirit. Can you say amen? Psalm 32, permit me to read through quickly. Psalm 32 from the New Living Translation. 
Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of, dis- your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgive me. All my guilt is gone. Verse 6, Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me from, with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad all you who obey him. Shout for joy. All you's hearts are pure. Amen. Then I'll read from 51. Then I'll give you the brief principle and we'll follow that quickly. Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And make me willing to obey. Then I will teach your ways to rebels, and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. These are very powerful words explaining and exposing the whole thing called repentance. And out of this, Out of this, I have a few principles, quick, quick, quick words 
that I want us to go through quickly and we'll pray. One, there's the need for you to recognize your sin. It is very important to recognize and acknowledge that you have sinned. Anybody who refuses to recognize and acknowledge that he sinned displays pride. Displays pride. So if sin, and I know that every believer, when you sin, you know that you have sinned. Because the Spirit of God will prompt you that what you have done is, 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 is off track. So you need to recognize that. It's very, very important. And then recognition should be personalized. You have to personalize the sin or the things that you know are not pleasing to God. You should be able to identify them. Then there's the issue of being remorseful. Last two Sundays I was sharing that there's godly sorrow and there's worldly sorrow. The godly sorrow will lead you to God. If you are truly sorry for what you have done and you know that it's against God, you will walk towards God because he's the one to forgive you what you have done against him and against him. Every sin is against God because he is the one who has given us the standard for living. So if we go off, we've sinned against him. So um, you must have what we call godly remorse, which means that you are heading towards God and not handling the things yourself. There's what we call releasing. The releasing of your sin basically means confessing it and taking it off your chest and saying to him that, Lord, I have done A, B, C, D. I told a lie today to my boss. Or I took some uh, uh, Kobe from the, from the stew that nobody was watching. Or I gossiped about this person. Or I, I said something bad to somebody. Say it straight like that. In fact, when you are releasing or confessing your sins, there's no time for speaking in tongues. It should be plain language to God. You tell him that this is what you have done. Can you say amen to that? Yes. So that's how you can release the weight of the sin from your head. Say it as it is. And say it to God. Then, you must re- when you are releasing, you ask him to forgive you. Tell him that because of this, this, I want you to forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Ask him to forgive you. Now, by faith, you receive the forgiveness. There are some people who struggle to receive God's forgiveness. Because I know somebody who sinned, and for about two, three, four years, she was still struggling with the sin. Even though she's confessed it to God, she keeps, keeps coming back to her, and she kept getting worried that God may not have forgiven her. Once you have genuinely repented, receive of his forgiveness. You know, First John 1, I say, if you confess your sins, he will do what? He will forgive you. He will forgive you. He will also cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So based upon that word, the condition is that you confess it to him and then receive his forgiveness by faith. Amen. So that's how you can release and receive from. Then there's this thing called renouncing that sin. When we say you are renouncing it, what it means is that you are, you are just rejecting it. Say, this, go away from me. Or I don't want you again. It's renouncing just like when we are renouncing uh, sacrifices made on our behalf uh, by our parents. You know, long time ago, my mom and God, they went to slaughter. God, I know, you know my mom was a twin. They slaughtered goat. They were pouring blood on our behalf. When I became a child of God, I renounced all those things. Meaning that I have nothing to do with it. I detach myself from it. That's what we mean by renouncing. Detach yourself from that particular thing. So we call it renouncing. Then make a resolve. Everybody say resolve. Some people say resolution. That this sin 
or this thing, I will not go back again. It's a decision. We go for annual session and we say these are the resolutions. It means that we have decided to do A, B, C, D. So you as a person resolve that you won't go back to that sin again. When you resolve, you ask that God will give you grace not to go back. And I'm telling you, if you do that resolution, sometimes the temptation to commit that same sin will come. But you must remember that on this particular day, I resolve before God and partnered with him that I will not go back to do that thing again. And discipline yourself not to go back. That's a true sign that you have repented of that sin. So you must resolve. And then, that's what we call reconciliation. Reconcile with your God. Lord, since you have forgiven me, I have received your forgiveness, and I come back to you. And I ask that you will accept me and help me to walk with you. You reconcile with him. And God will gladly embrace you. Just that you don't see him physically embracing you, but spiritually he's accepted you. And you must receive that by faith and know that God has forgiven you of your sins. Then the last is what we call restitution. Let's all say restitution. Restitution basically means making amends from the, for the wrongs that you have done. If like uh, if you collect <laughs> bribe for somebody and it's possible for you to return the bribe, do that. We call that restitution. Amen. Restitution. But if it's not, if you check and you think you can't do the restitution, just leave it. But if it is possible for you to do the restitution, do it. It completes the cycle of repentance. It completes it. Amen. I know somebody who stole money, and when it came out that he had stolen the money, he brought the money back. He brought huge amount of money. He brought it back because he said he's repented of what he's done. We call that restitution. We must learn to practice that. If it is possible to make amends for the wrong that you have done, please do it. So, recognize your sins. Show godly remorse over your sins. Learn to release your sins by confessing them to God. Receive of his forgiveness. Renounce that sin. Say, I have nothing to do with this sin again. Resolve that you will not go back to that same sin. Then reconcile with God and then do what we call restitution. Three benefits that you have if your repentance is genuine. One, there is forgiveness, an advantage. I know people who say, this thing that you are, I will never forgive you. People say that. Especially in a relationship where somebody has been jilted. They say, I won't forgive you that. But God never says that. Once you go to him genuinely, he forgives you. Number two, forgiveness brings what I call refreshment. Refreshment being that the guilt is taken off your head. And you become very light spiritually. When the sin is there, you are heavy. He says in the... Psalm 32, that God's hand of heaviness was on him. But once you confess it, God takes that off and you become light spiritually. We call that spiritual refreshment. Because the guilt is taken away. Another benefit is that you are restored. You are restored. You are at this level, you sin, you come down. When you confess, God may raise you up and bring as if nothing has happened. He restores you. And then... The last, there is a relationship. You can relate with him now. The things that hinder you from relating is removed now so you can relate with him. I pray that tonight, as you go before him, you will assess your life, you test and examine your personal life 
how well are you doing or otherwise? Things that you told him you'll be doing and you're not doing, or, you know, besetting sins, secret sins, things that are a hindrance. You need to repent of all those things and go back to God. Tomorrow we are going to look at that. You can return to him. We are going to share in detail. Our prayer is that you will reconnect with God. Can you say amen? Let's stand together.